When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Lori and Julia Show. My talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. We just did hear the uh, weather from Holly. But let's also mention that by the end of the week, we're going to be in the mid-40s. Mid-40s. Uh-oh. Bit of a melt going skier, on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the ski people are going to just <laughs> be bumming. Yeah. No kidding. All right, moving on. Well, moving this on. is this is you know sad news, and if you grew up in the seventies, there you would know these songs by the Captain and to and to <sighs> Neil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love will keep us together. Love will keep us together. How many times together? did you play this song, Donny? Millions. Millions. I mean, they were kind of this a soundtrack. Uh, oh, for sure. A few yeah. Years yeah, in the seventies. This was written by Neil Sedaka. Yep. He wrote that. So at the end of the song, you hear them say, Sadaka is back. back. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Can I tell you my Captain Antoniel story? And I still have this thank you card at home. I was working in Gulfport, Mississippi, and it was 1974, and I was doing the show, and the receptionist came in, and she said, there's a couple of people out here who want to stop in and say hello. Well, I'm kind of in the And you're middle. the DJ. I'm the DJ. Okay. I'm on the air. I'm thinking, well, this is not exactly the most convenient time. Yeah. I'm doing a show here, but I said, okay, send him in. And it was none other than the captain and Tenniel who were hand delivering their single to radio stations. You're they were kidding. unknown at the time. Wow. What was the song? The song was actually this, the song that followed Love Will Keep Us Together, The Way I Want to Touch You. And that was the first single. Nothing happened. Yeah. They went and released Love Will Keep Us Together, became a big hit, and then they re-released The Way I Want to Touch You, and then it became a big hit. Oh. And they wrote me a, ha- a handwritten thank you note. for Because you took time from your show to talk to, to talk like to them? Like on the air, you talked to them? not talk to them on the but air. But you accepted I had no idea the who record. they were. Yeah. I said, well, thank you so much, and yeah. I still have the thank you oh note to this gosh, day. Oh my gosh, that's very good man. It was very cool. Yeah, oh, uh, Why know. did they call him the captain? Well, he got that. Because he wore the hat for his balding head or something. I don't know if he was balding, but... I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He got it when he was playing piano early on, but then she hired him to play the piano for some musical they met in 1971. I used to, yeah, I used to get those two, these two mixed up with Richard and Karen Carpenter because they oh, had similar never. looks. Oh, never. I Richard know. And Ka- oh, no, no, because they were above the captains, according to me. Yeah. But the thing, um, I had to look up what renal cancer was. 
and Kid, that kidney kidney failure, yeah, yeah. yeah. and end stage renal cancer disease is what he died of. I was shocked when they got divor- divorced. Yeah, and I remember, remember that we talked. Yeah, about we, it. we did, like, and it was like, why get so divorced long. so late in life? There was a reason for that. There was, was he had some anger the health issues. insurance. There oh, was that some was way, it. Yes, that was it. That would he because he'd been ill for for quite some time. And there was some way that they could keep health insurance if they divorced or something like that. That is truly yeah. sad. They got to do it that. Is. But I remember, yeah, we were talking about that during their high, the duo's period of highest popularity. Tennille also worked as a session singer, most fr- frequently paired with the Beach Boys, Bruce Johnston, performing as a backing vocalist on the Elton John albums, Caribou. Blue Moves, and um, what else did she work on? Mm, She also was on Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. She was a backup vocalist on our Garfunkel. Mm -hmm. As well as Pink Easy for Floyd. you to almost swear with that <laughs> yeah. Listen, with that she, rendition I know, of that last I know, Garfunkel. And she also <laughs> performed yeah. backup tracks on The Wall by Pink Floyd. Wow. Muskrat, muskrat, oh, God, I hate this song so much. Well, you just asked off the air for me to play no, it. No, no, I didn't. Oh. Just play it for a second. Oh, just painful, this song. It's a cover, actually. This was an, uh, Amer- a song by America originally. Really? America sang this America terrible sang the song original originally? Muskrat Love, yep. A horse with no name, thought- America? That's right, Lori. Wow. Muskrat Okay. Do the muskrat love in its muskrat land? I mean, okay, so she said that make it on the radio anymore. In 2010, 2010, (laughs) well, in Ben, Ben, the two of us know, look no more. That was about a mouse. That was Michael Jackson. From from the movie. Yeah. It was a a rodent decade, the 70s. The rodent. (laughs) (laughs) It was everyone's Ben. Um, But here's what happened. Like, she wrote on her blog in 2010 that his neurological condition similar to Parkinson it was an essential tremor was he couldn't play the keyboards anymore his mm. health problems um, were the result of errors in dosing his medication oh dear oh all right there you go that's sad yeah he's young I mean these people feel so young when they're 76 78 that's, that's young my, that's my parents age I know that's young yeah oh here we get another one So this, was this, a, is a cover. this was the first no, no, I think so. No, mm-hmm. but this was the first single, as I mentioned, that went nowhere. Okay, and then they re-released it after "Love Will Keep Us Together" became a big hit. You are sunshine. You are shining. Antoinette Tennille. I bet you actually owned a Captain and Tennille you know album. It. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Don't even give me crap. I did no, it. I won't give you crap, but I just, I, I just, I know that. I mean, the fact that I sometimes mix them up with Richard and Karen Carpenter, you were just appalled. Oh no, because I know. But I felt like everybody had a bowl haircut and was kind of bland. Yeah, but but Carpenter's music was just a little more. I know. Was yeah. everything okay. you and I just were like off on different musical we paths? We totally well, so. were off on different yeah. musical paths. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Golden Globes on Sunday. You think Andy Samberg and Sandra are going to be fun? Yeah, I do too. I think they're going to be good. They gave an interview to the Hollywood Reporter, and um, you know, one thing that Andy Samberg said uh, to the Hollywood Reporter rep- person doing the story, the reporter said, "You know, when I was on SNL." Social media wasn't a thing. In right. fact, I was on SNL and there wasn't Twitter 
I remember Twitter started while he was on SNL because Ashton Kutcher hosted it. Remember? And they had a skit about Twitter that they cut out because that it was the new thing and it was what he was known for. But they said, well, we can't even figure out a way to explain it. So they cut the sketch and he said, now, you know, he said, social media is uh, prevalent and it's one of the things that right away in real time, people are letting you know if you choose to look at it. Right. Who's what, best dressed? Who isn't? Or who's, what they what, think of you. Right. Or they're really bombing yeah, or making instant, a meme. And it, yeah. It's instantaneous. That's so, Lori, and do you remember Ashton Kutcher was the first person on Twitter to reach a million yep. followers? Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing that I hope doesn't happen, because I'm sick of political speeches and political i hope they just keep it fun i i just i don't want it to be anti this or any that you know in in the shows well it'll i guess it'll all depend on if the government shutdown keeps going yeah because that is getting to be the elephant in the room that nobody can ignore because you've got people that are truly in first line of defense positions at the TSA border control, not being, not being paid right. FBI, so I D, hope that's all done. air traffic controller, yep. uh, DEA, ATF. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. this very important front line, right. you know, I mean, yes, of course, police and fire and national guard right here at home are first line mm-hmm. defense, but these people, I, you know, they're not getting paid. I know. And that, you know, there's a lot of people who, are getting paycheck to paycheck. And I would imagine TSA people are like that. And I don't, you know, people, I mean, imagine ah. being told if we had to come to work and you're not going to get paid. Right. We're going to just see how it all goes. Right. That'd be hard. Yeah, it would be in, hard. In, so I think that yeah. is going to be the thing that they're going to wait. I think everyone is hoping that they get something figured out that saves face for whoever needs to be saving face on this. And, we can meaning move forward. Trump, um, and, and we can then, move forward. Then, then they wouldn't. They'd be able to so. have that, but they're they'll be rewriting the show right up until the end. And I think if they just do funny jokes, like even about the categories and some of the nominees. Yeah, in the Golden Globe ambassador this year is Idris Elba's daughter. Mm-hmm. Daughter. I like how you say daughter. it. Daughter. Daughter. Elba. I S A N. Yeah. And the big ones, the big nominations, it's Vice. Has anyone even seen it? No. Terrible. Uh, I, I need to ask my brother. He's the only one I know who wanted to go see it. And I said, after all that you used to rant and rave to me about how much you couldn't stand Dick Cheney, why do you want to go see a movie about him? It looked like it was supposed to be Well, because it's by, from Adam McKay, the yeah, spotlight looks, guy. Yeah. And that it was such like an amazing... It was going to be good. Yeah. That was such an amazing movie. No, they said uh, Chris Hewitt, I think, gave it like Two stars. Yeah, it just dragged. It. Yeah. And it, it's oh, it, they just said it's a drag, go nowhere movie. Even though Christian Bale and Amy Adams are terrific in it, right? And the big surprise is how much of a force in his political life Dick Cheney's wife, Lynn, Lynn Cheney. Oh yes, That's, she yeah. was like he would have just been happy being a rancher. Oh, yeah. how much she pushed in him Wyoming. to have more. Yeah. Political aspirations and yeah. keep and going. And he was the okay. youngest chief of staff, okay. I think, for I can't remember what White House. Oh, interesting. House. Well, I wouldn't mind learning the story. Yeah. Better, yeah. yeah. But I don't want to be bored. The Cecil uh, B. DeMille Award is going to Jeff Bridges. Yep. And the Carol Burnett Award this year is going to Carol Burnett, and that's a new award. Yeah. For celebrating uh, outstanding performances in television. Let me tell you about your boyfriend, Brad Pitt, who's not been announced whether or not he's going to be a presenter, but he yes. did get to see his four youngest kids on Christmas Day, still with a monitor. Wow, I how saw long is that, that going to go on? I saw that. I, I just, Donnie, oh. 
It oh, yeah. yeah. They're yes, just I that's that's oh. that cannot be part of the uh custody uh agreement that he was bragging about that he got more than fifty percent because there must be a time period. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he got to see his kids on Christmas Day with the monitor, and his okay. people totally leaked that story. I'm not sure what the strategy is behind that. Shaka Khan, did you watch the Rose Bowl parade? No, I didn't. After I forgot, all your talking, after all my talk about wanting to see it, I totally, I did not get up till ten thirty. Oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah, listen. and then when I got up, it was just I gotta get a cup of coffee and I need the circulation to come back in my feet. Yeah, Donnie, <laughs> that I mean, was the wedding really started at five thirty. Yeah, and, and the band heels. played till like midnight. Yeah, twelve and fifteen I, or something. I don't know when I. I sat for a couple minutes yeah, I know. during this wedding. Well, apparently Shaka Khan, you know, she, she was, was terrible, Khan. I heard. I love her, though. I do, too. But she just, uh, you know, people were mean on Twitter about her about it. But she uh, is, you know, not explaining or complaining or giving any indication she's hurt anybody. No. So that happened. And Jimi Hendrix is getting a post office, the Seattle area post office, the Renton Highlands post office. Which I know where that is. I love that really? he's getting this because yes. part of the cool. Seattle music experience. Yes, which you went got, to. I went. It's, it's amazing. The whole Jimi Hendrix room, and you learn about him and all. Paul Allen started yes. that museum right, right there by the um, Space Needle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so cool. So it's going to be called the uh, James Marshall Jimi Hendrix Post Office. And I like it. Yeah, cool. less yeah. than a mile yeah. from where Jimi Hendrix is buried, and you know people. Mm. People, you know, still go there. Yeah, they it's still like go. I went to the Paris place where Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison was. On one of my, uh, I think the a biking tour we just did this past September, uh, one of the sites on our, um, you know, kind of offbeat Paris was the apartment building that Jim Morrison supposedly drowned in yes. the bathtub in. Yes. But the other story is, of course, that he really died at this nightclub, and that the nightclub owner. Took him back. Moved, uh, yeah, had his goons move his body, body, get it out of there, and put dump it in the bathtub. Mm. Have you ever heard that story? I I had not. I I I haven't haven't heard that one either. I heard he had a heart attack or something. Well, there were a lot of. I don't know. That was, you know, this from our Parisian guide, and and I don't think it was Regine's. Yeah, but he could have been partying at a club or Uh something. And you can imagine. At Regine's. Yeah, Regine's. Because. In the Moulin Rouge district? Uh, Regine was actually is, was right off of the Champs Elysees, like in one of the fancy arrondissements on the white, right bank. What is an arrondissement? Paris is broken out into eighteen arrondissements, so like the Moulin Rouge area yeah, 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 is yeah. Okay. is an arrondissement. Suburbs, sacré cœur. Well, it's <laughs> just it's everything that angles off of the uh, Arc de Triomphe. There's mm-hmm. like yes, eighteen spokes, if you will. Yes. Think of it that way, Julia. Yes, all right. Fantastic. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirtler. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 107. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want everything. Entertainment, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. We just did hear the uh, weather from Holly, but let's also mention that by the end of the week, we're going to be in the mid-40s. Mid-40s. Uh-oh. Of a of melt course, going skier, on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the ski people are going <laughs> to just be bumming. Yeah. No kidding. All right, moving on. Well, moving this on. is this is you know sad news. And if you grew up in the seventies, there you would know these songs by the Captain and to and to <sighs> Neil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love will keep us together. Love will keep us together. How many times did you play this song, Donny? Millions. Millions. I mean, they were kind of the, a soundtrack uh, oh, for sure, a few yeah. years yeah, in the 70s. Was, this was written by Neil Sedaka. Yep. He wrote that. So at the end of the song, you hear them say, Sedaka is back. back. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Can I tell you my Captain you. and Tennille story? No. And I still have this thank you card at home. I was working in Gulfport, Mississippi, and it was 1974. And I was doing the show, and the receptionist came in, and she said, there's a couple of people out here who want to stop in and say hello. Well, I'm kind of in the And you're middle. the DJ. I'm the DJ. Okay. I'm on the air. I'm thinking, well, this is not exactly the most convenient time. Yeah. I'm doing a show here, but I said, okay, send them in. And it was none other than the captain and Tennille who were hand-delivering their single to radio stations. You're they were kidding. unknown at the time. Wow. What was the song? The song was actually... This, the song that followed Love Will Keep Us Together, The Way I Want to Touch You. And that was the first single. Nothing happened. Yeah. They went and released Love Will Keep Us Together, became a big hit. And then they re-released The Way I Want to Touch You, and then it became a big hit. Oh. And they wrote me a, ha- a handwritten thank you note. for Because you took time from your show to talk to them? Like to on them. the air you talked to them? Not talk to them on the but air. But you accepted I had no idea the who record. they were. Yeah. I said, well, thank you so much. And yeah. I still have the thank you oh note to this gosh, day. Oh, my gosh. That's very good man. It was very cool. Yeah, oh, why know. did they call him the captain? Well, he got that because he wore the hat for the his balding head or something. I don't know if he was balding, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He got it when he was playing piano early on, but then she hired him to play the piano for some musical they met in 1971. I used to, yeah, I used to get those two, these two mixed up with Richard and Karen Carpenter because oh, they had similar never. looks. Oh, never. I Richard know. And Ka- oh, no, no, because they were above the captains, to, according to me. Yeah. But the thing um, I had to look up what renal cancer was, and that kidney, kidney. kidney failure, yeah, kidney, yeah. yeah, and end stage renal cancer disease is what he died of. I was shocked when they got divor- divorced. Yeah, and I remember, remember that we talked. Yeah, about we, it. we did, like, and it was like, why get so divorced long. so late in life? There was a reason for that. There was, oh, was he had it some health? anger the health issues. Insurance. There oh, was that some was way, it. Yes, that was it. That would he because he'd been ill for for quite some time. And there was some way that they could keep health insurance if they divorced or something like that. That is truly yeah. sad. They got to do it that. Is. But I remember, yeah, we were talking about that during their high, the duo's period of highest popularity. Tennille also worked as a session singer, most fr- frequently paired with the Beach Boys, Bruce Johnston, performing as a backing vocalist on the Elton John albums, Caribou, Blue Moves, and um, what else did she work on? Mm. 
Cool. She also was on Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. She was a backup vocalist on our Garfunkel. As well as Pink Easy for Floyd. you to almost swear with that <laughs> yeah. Listen, with that rendition know, of that last name. I know, Garfunkel. <laughs> and she also <laughs> performed yeah. backup tracks on The Wall by Pink Floyd. Wow. Oh, God, I hate this song so much. Well, you just asked off the air for me to play no, it. No, Do I didn't. Oh. Just play it for a second. Oh, just painful, this song. It's a cover, actually. This was an, uh, Amer- a song by America originally. Really? America sang this America terrible sang the song original originally? Muskrat Love, yep. A horse with no name, thought- America? That's right, Lori. Wow. Okay. Do Jeez. the muskrat love in its muskrat land. Okay, so she said that make it on the radio anymore? In 2010, 2010, <laughs> well, in Ben. Ben, the two of us no look that, no that more. That wasn't them. That was about a mouse. Or that was Michael rats, Jackson. Yes, yeah. from, from the movie. Yeah, ben, it was a that, it was that, a rodent. Yeah. Decade, the 70s. The rodent. Yeah. The rodent. <laughs> <laughs> it was everyone's Ben. Um, but here's what happened. Like she wrote on her blog in 2010 that his neurological condition, similar to Parkinson. It was an essential tremor. Was he couldn't play the keyboards anymore? His mm. health problems um, were the result of errors in dosing his medication. Oh dear! Oh, all right. There you go. That's sad. Yeah, he's young. I mean, these people feel so young when they're seventy six, seventy eight. That's, that's young. My, that's my parents' age. I know. That's young. Yeah. Oh, here we get another one. So this, was this, is a cover. this was the first no, no I don't Wasn't think so. It? No. Mm-hmm. But this was the first single, as I mentioned, that went nowhere. Okay. And then they re-released it after Love Will Keep Us Together became a big hit. You are sunshine, you are shining. Antoinette Tenille. I bet you actually owned a Captain and you, you know album. It. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Don't even give me crap. I did no, it. I won't give you crap, but I just, I, I just, I know that. I mean, the fact that I sometimes mix them up with Richard and Karen Carpenter, you were just appalled. Oh no, because I know. But I felt like everybody had a bowl haircut and was kind of bland. Yeah, but but Carpenter's music was just a little more. I know. Was yeah. everything okay. you and I just were like off on different musical paths? We totally were off on different yeah. musical paths. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Golden Globes on Sunday. You think Andy Samberg and Sandra are going to be fun? Yes. I do too. I think they're going to be good. They gave an interview to the Hollywood Reporter, and um, you know, one thing that Andy Samberg said uh, to the Hollywood Reporter rep- person doing the story, the reporter said, "You know, when I was on SNL." Social media wasn't a thing. In right. fact, I was on SNL and there wasn't Twitter. I remember Twitter started while he was on SNL because Ashton Kutcher hosted remember? it. Remember? And they had a skit about Twitter that they cut out because that it was the new thing and it was what he was known for. But they said, well, we can't even figure out a way to explain it. So they cut the sketch and he said, now, you know... He said social media is uh, prevalent and it's one of the things that right away in real time, people are letting you know if you choose to look at it. Right. Who's what, best dressed? Who isn't? Or Who's, what they what, think of you. Right. Or they're really bombing yeah, or making instant, a meme. And it, yeah. It's instantaneous. That's so, Lori, and do you remember Ashton Kutcher was the first person on Twitter to reach a million yep. followers? Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing that I hope doesn't happen, because I'm sick of political 
speeches and political. I hope they just keep it fun. I, I just, I don't want it to be anti this or any that, you know, in, in the shows. Well, it'll, I guess it'll all depend on if the government shutdown keeps going yeah. on because that is getting to be yeah. the elephant in the room that nobody yeah. can ignore because you've got people that are truly in first line of defense positions at the TSA border control, not being, pl- not being paid right. FBI, so I D- hope that's all done. air traffic controller, yep. uh, DEA, ATF. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. this very important front line, right. you know, I mean, yes, of course, police and fire and national guard right here at home are first line mm-hmm. defense, but these people, I, you know, they're not getting paid. I know. And that, you know, there's a lot of people who, are getting paycheck to paycheck. And I would imagine TSA people are like that. And I don't, you know, people, I mean, imagine ah. being told if we had to come to work and you're not going to get paid. Right. We're going to just see how it all goes. Right. That'd be hard. Yeah, it would be in, hard. In, so I think that yeah. is going to be the thing that they're going to wait. I think everyone is hoping that they get something figured out that I saves do. face for whoever needs to be saving face on this. And, we can meaning move forward. Trump, um, and and then, move forward. then then they wouldn't they'd be able to so. have that. But they're they'll be rewriting the show right up into it. To the end. And I think if they just do funny jokes, like even about the categories and some of the nominees. Yeah. In the Golden Globe ambassador this year is Idris Elba's Dada. Mm-hmm. Dada. I like how you say Dada. it. Dada. Dada Eisen Elba. Mm-hmm. I S A N. Yeah. And the big ones, the big nominations, it's Vice. Has anyone even seen it? No. Terrible. Uh, I, I need to ask my brother. He's the only one I know who wanted to go see it. And I said, after all that you used to rant and rave to me about how much you couldn't stand Dick Cheney, why do you want to go see a movie about him? It looked like it was supposed to be Well, because it's by, from Adam McKay, the yeah, spotlight looks, guy. You know, and that was such like an amazing... It was going to be good. That was such an amazing movie. No, they said uh, Chris Hewitt, I think, gave it like Two stars. Yeah, it just dragged. It. Yeah. And it, it's oh, it, they just said it's a drag, go nowhere movie. Even though Christian Bale and Amy Adams are terrific in it, right? And the big surprise is how much of a force in his political life Dick Cheney's wife, Lynn, Lynn Cheney. Oh yes, That's, she yeah. was like he would have just been happy being a rancher. Oh, yeah. how much she pushed in him Wyoming. to have more. Yeah. Political aspirations and yeah. keep and going. And he was the okay. youngest chief of staff, okay. I think, for I can't remember what White Oh, interesting. House. Well, I wouldn't mind learning the story. Yeah. 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 But I don't want to be bored. The Cecil uh, B. DeMille Award is going to Jeff Bridges. Yep. The, and the Carol Burnett Award this year is going to Carol Burnett, and that's a new award. Yeah. For celebrating uh, outstanding performances in television. Let me tell you about your boyfriend, Brad Pitt, who's not been announced whether or not he's going to be a presenter, but he yes. did get to see his four youngest kids. On Christmas Day, still with a monitor. Wow, how long is that going to go I on? Saw that. I, I just, Donnie, oh. it, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I just, I that's, that's, oh. That cannot be part of the uh, custody uh, agreement that he was bragging about that he got more than 50%, because there must be a time period. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, he got to see his kids on Christmas Day with the monitor, and his okay. people totally leaked that story. I'm not sure what the strategy is behind that. 
Shaka Khan, did you watch the Rose Bowl parade? No, I didn't. After all your talking. After all my talk about wanting to see it, I totally, I did not get up till 10.30 yesterday. Yeah. And then when I got up, it was just, I got to get a cup of coffee and I need the circulation to come back in my feet. Yeah, Donnie, (laughs) the wedding started at 5.30. 5.30. Yeah. And And the band played till like midnight. Yeah. 12, 15 or something. I don't know when I... I sat for a couple minutes yeah, I know during this re- wedding. Mm. Well, apparently Shaka Khan, you know, she, she was, was terrible, Khan. I heard. I love her, though. I do, too, but she just, uh, you know, people were mean on Twitter about her about it, but she uh, is, you know, not explaining or complaining or giving any indication she's hurt anybody. No. So that happened, and Jimi Hendrix is getting a post office, the Seattle area post office, the Renton Highlands post office, which I know where that is. I love that really? he's getting this because yes. part of the cool. Seattle music experience. Yes, which you went got, to. I went. It's, it's amazing. It's a whole Jimi Hendrix room, and you learn about him. And all. Paul Allen started yes. that museum right, right there by the um, Space Needle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so cool. So it's going to be called the uh, James Marshall Jimi Hendrix Post Office. And I like it. Yeah, cool. Less yeah. than a mile yeah. from where Jimi Hendrix is buried. And, you know, people... Mm. People, you know, still go there. Yeah, they it's still like go. I went to the Paris place where Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison was. On one of my, uh, I think the a biking tour we just did this past September, uh, one of the sites on our, um, you know, kind of offbeat Paris was the apartment building that Jim Morrison supposedly drowned in yes. the bathtub in. Yes. But the other story is, of course, that he really died at this nightclub, and that the nightclub owner. Took him back. Moved, uh, yeah, had his goons move his body, body, get it out of there, and put dump it in the bathtub. Mm. Have you ever heard that story? I I had not. I I I haven't heard that one either. He had a heart attack or something. Well, there were a lot. I don't know. That was you know this from our Parisian guide, and and I don't think it was Regine's. Yeah, but he could have been partying at a club or Uh something. And you can imagine at Regine's. Yeah, Regine's because. In the Moulin Rouge district, uh, Regine was actually is, was right off of the Champs Elysees, like in one of the fancy arrondissements on the white, right bank. What is an arrondissement? Paris is broken out into eighteen arrondissements, so like the square. Moulin Rouge area yeah, 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 is yeah. Okay. is an arrondissement. Suburbs, Sacré Cœur. Well, it's <laughs> just it's everything that angles off of the uh, Arc de Triomphe. There's mm-hmm. like yes, eighteen spokes, if you will. Yes. Think of it that way, Julia. Yes, all right. Fantastic. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Okay, so I I don't think any of us had a chance to watch this. I, I think we talked about that the Smithsonian was going to air. I think it started, uh, uh, last week, whatever day December 23rd was, on the Smithsonian Channel, that they were going to do Marilyn Monroe for sale because that, remember the celebrity auction at Julian's that happened? Mm -hmm. uh, Of, uh, like, just everything from costumes from some of her biggest movies to personal gifts, and it sold um, for a total of $11 million. Everything. Oh, everything. Everything, everything. yeah. And so um, it's called, the documentary is called Marilyn Monroe for Sale, and they just wanted to look at all of the private, all of her possessions, and looking back in the auction happened at Julian's in 2016. Handwritten notes, rare photos, um, pill boxes with pills still in it, 
lipstick. I mean, little train case. I mean, it was oh, just sort of amazing. everything. And I remember right. you and I were like, Marilyn is going to do nothing but go up. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Right? So, um, anyway, so, like, if you watch this this documentary, it's called Marilyn Monroe for Sale. Like for uh, John McCain. Oops. Oops. So, you'll see, like, um, in the dress, some like it hot, which um, all she ever wanted to do, you know, according to people who were close with her, was that at one day she did want to have a baby. And she yes. kept looking for love. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant while she was filming some like it um hot but her co-stars didn't know it at the time and costume historian amber bungett who's in this this documentary said again like the birthday dress this dress is entirely form-fitted she had to be sewn into the dress and it clings to every curve of her body and for the scene and some like it hot she had to be lifted onto the piano because she could not move. She couldn't bend. Oh she could. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, I love it. And before the movie was released, Monroe miscarried for the second time. And shortly after that, her marriage to Arthur Miller absolutely fell apart. apart. And... um, uh, we also see in this uh, documentary her. Is this audio we have? We're talking about the 1961 in bed with Marilyn, or is this with the dress that she sings "Happy Birthday"? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. So let's just run this and okay. see see what they have to say. Okay, this is in from the documentary. 1962, Marilyn agreed to perform at JFK's 45th birthday gala in New York. Marilyn ordered a dress for the event, which would also be televised. People just, they're mesmerized by, by seeing it. It makes people cry. It, you know, very few artifacts in our lifetime has that type of effect on the public. Bob Mackey was part of Marilyn's design team. She wanted to look unbelievable. She wanted to really, you know, like wake people up. It was one layer of very sheer silk fabric. I mean, sheer, sheer, sheer. They called it in Hollywood, they called it souffle. And then there was thousands of, of what they call lock roses, which are like little crystal rhinestones that have a flat back and a hole in the middle and stone on one at a time. And they're very expensive at this point in time. And it was kind of based on that idea that Marilyn would be absolutely nude and with just diamonds on her as she walked out. Mm. And that is what it looked like. Yeah, 2,500 of those little bedazzled things. And Kenneth Batali did Marilyn's hair for this event, as well as Jackie Kennedy. And, you know, she only sings that song, Happy Birthday, for like 30 seconds. Is that the next one? I do have that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. He 
so, didn't want it. Or there, remember all the other things that we've learned about that night? Well, I mean, he said, I can now retire from politics after mm-hmm. having had that birthday sung to me in such a moment. And Marilyn didn't want Kenneth Batali to be backstage with her to fix her hair because she was worried about the gossip because she was having an affair with JFK mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Right. And potentially and he, his brother. Yes. Yeah. And, and he was, and Kenneth mm-hmm. Batali was doing Marilyn's, I mean, uh, Jackie. Jackie's hair too. Yes. And um, I just said, well, you know, I mean, the last time um, Kenneth did her hair was like five weeks before she died. Mm -hmm. And I guess in the um, he also did her hair when she had that miscarriage. Arthur Miller didn't pick her up, so Joe DiMaggio came to get her. Instead. He was always oh, in love with her. Ex. He yeah. was. He was always in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he wanted to help her make her look good um, before, you know, she left the hospital. And he also traveled with her to Chicago for the premiere of Some Like It Hot. And she loved, she really didn't care that much about clothes or jewelry. She felt was very comfortable with her body. Mm-hmm. And she got three different shifts. In silk, white, black, and tan. And then she borrowed a beige mink from Maximilian and took along two strings of pearls. And when we got to the Ambassador East Hotel in Chicago where they were staying, a movie PR guy spilled his glass of champagne down the front of her white silk dress. And she was wearing, or the tan one. Mm -hmm. So you could see everything. It was like she was in a wet t-shirt. And she was going to throw the mink coat over the scenes for the press conference. But I told her if she wasn't changing her dress... She should at least put on some underwear. And she said, no, she couldn't do that because the underwear made lines. Right. And she said, I hear Jean Harlow didn't wear underwear, that she used to bleach her hair everywhere so it wouldn't show through. So Kenneth went downstairs to the hotel drugstore and got powdered milk of magnesia, 20% peroxide, and spirits of ammonia and told her, you only need a few drops. Go in and do the Y. Oh, wh-wow. <laughs> because ammonia. Oh my god. For decolorizing gosh. the hair. Yeah. And because when they switched on the bright lights, and this is what yep, she wanted yep, to wear. Yep. So oh I know it. Anyway, <laughs> I guess we also see in this documentary her whole thing that it was her idea. Um uh, that she was very clever, like this 1961 the in bed photo shoot where mm-hmm. she's that was her idea to be naked in the sheets. And just writhing around, mm-hmm. you know, As it were. without mm-hmm. showing anything sure. except yes, illusion. Yes. Sure. yes, yes. And outline. She's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then also in this Marilyn Monroe for sale, you know, there because she died of a barbiturate overdose at the age of thirty six, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things uh, she just kept in. I mean, there were tons of these pill boxes that were included oh. in the auctions. She oh, had them yeah. everywhere. And people didn't realize, I mean, Judy Garland was prescribed by the theaters. I mean, they were giving barbiturates to people right and left, things to make you stay up and things to take down. I mean, the same thing happened to Elvis. You could go to a different doctor. You could go over here. You could go over there. Yeah. And there are stories of her taking Nembutal, which was the barbiturate that killed her, taking it, pricking it with a pin, and then dissolving it into champagne because it would work faster. (laughs) So I guess you just find out all kinds of... um, just you think just when you think there can't be any more stories about Marilyn Monroe, right. they have. I mean, it was a thousand lots, and it was eleven million dollars. Wow! In that uh, wow. sale, and so they kind of have a story about how did these things all come 
to be. Oh, yeah, you know, that would be a great story. I mean, the family uh-huh. has. I mean, Marilyn Monroe is one of the top dead-earning celebrities oh, yes. since she passed away yeah. at the age of, you know, 36 in 1962. You know, same with Elvis. You know, Prince will probably forever be on yeah, that list. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, she's got a Twitter account. And, I mean, there's she somebody... She uh, does. I still remember in that Pamela Anderson, the E! reality series that I watched for us. Stacked? No, I can't. It was just Pamela Anderson, whatever it was. But her meeting with lawyers about um, who sh- would get, she wanted just her two boys to right. have the rights to the licensing of her. of her image. And she doesn't really want them doing anything. She wants she can be gone. She wants to be gone, mm-hmm. and then they can license the hell out of her, out of her image, image mm. to make and, money. Yeah, because mm. she's so she's such an iconic. Yeah, sort she of a, is. Yeah, a lot of beautiful pictures of family. Who Anderson makes the money there. off the Marilyn Monroe estate? Her family. I mean, I mean whatever well, her family. She, what family is there? Yeah. Well, she had her mom and her yeah, dinner mom was dad. At a institution. Right. She didn't have a big family. No, I don't think. No siblings. Norma Jean. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all of her spouses were all gone, and somebody must be. There must be an estate that has it because she's got official Twitter and everything else. Hmm. That's run by the the estate of Marilyn Monroe. We've been following her for quite a long time. (laughs) And uh, I've not looked at it, but it's they are promoting Mm -hmm. the Smithsonian Channel documentary. And I mean, on our Pinterest, one of the things that I I get the most action on is our board that's devoted 100% Marilyn Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. It's just so funny because she took so many photos. Photos. Mm-hmm. She was very like smart and savvy that way. Even though, you know, she was very vol. I mean, she was married to such different guys. Yeah, you know, very her, young, her nineteen year old. Uh, yeah, the yes. sailor boy. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, if you are a fan of Marilyn Monroe, uh, we're recommending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, checking out the Smithsonian. So the dress sold for a little over four million. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The happy birthday dress. Yeah. Happy birthday dress over a little over four million dollars. Yeah. Yep. And of course, one of the other things. I mean, I used it in a million. She used body to sell pennies. Stories. Well, the rumor was right. that they had sewn pennies. something into her dress to right. give her an accented nipple look. Yep. And the the thing, the story was pennies, but we've never been able to get that. Who knows? She could have just given herself a good old, what they call a booby twister. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then God. as they sewed her into that dress. Oh my dress, God, you're so funny. You know what I mean? Oh, you're so yeah. funny. I wish I would have taped that. Or <laughs> your faces twister. when you do these. And they call it something else, too. Yeah. A bitty twister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? All right, oh, listen, we got, we got to go. We got to go. We'll be right back with um, some headlines. She look at, she look like she nasty. Look at, she look at, a couple different times before I'll remember that on my checks. I know. I wrote a check today, one two nineteen, and I'm like, wow. Wow. That means 2020, which seems so far away. Well, I heard something disturbing. Tell me. This morning when I was driving to kickboxing, really 
not excited to be going, but I'd gone to bed at 8.30 last night. I know. Casey I was and up I were so, so early. We were so tired from the wedding. Mm-hmm. So I was up at 8. I mean, I was in, literally probably sleeping by 9. And so I woke up at 5.30 just automatically. I had enough so sleep. Nice. So I'm driving and Bradley's filling in for Jason on the morning mm-hmm. show. And he says, so the last adults that have been born in the 20th century have been born. There will be any, because wow. if you were born in 2019, you like somebody, it scared me when they were explaining it, but it basically, <laughs> you would have already, you would have been born. Are you guys following me? I'm trying Not to. Really. I know. I know. I, because it, in the 20th century, you would think that last person was born in 1999. I know right. you would think that, but I, they said, I'm, be, so I'm confused. Yeah. So they said, anyway, <laughs> something about 2019 and the last adult and it was math and it was early morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I well, don't really. Well, thanks right. for sharing. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess it wasn't that impactful <laughs> or maybe I got out of the car <laughs> to go to, into the gym by the time I got there, but I just thought, Oh, really? And I was following it so closely. And now... Yeah, now it slips your mind. It's gone. It's gone. All right. Somebody will... Okay. Maybe someone, someone will tell us. Tell yeah, us. I'm sure they will. Someone will tell us. There's some, but anyway, some kind of math, something to do with being born, and everyone is... Anyone born now... Well, I do know the first baby they're, of they're the year was... They're younger than us. Yeah, well, I know that, but the first baby <laughs> of the new year was a little redhead born in Maple Grove. Cute. So cute. You know, um, people were going to the movies this year. Yeah. This past year at the movies was a big, big year for... Um, we had so many good movies. I know. They said... Yeah, um, and Christmas entries helped um, bring out the record year for domestic box office. Yeah. So Aquaman, Still Going Strong, Mary Poppins... Um, domestically, came back in a big way. It did over 115 million. Um, Bumblebee, you know, okay, it's doing okay. Spider Man, that one's supposed to be really good. The Mule is still slow, but the Jennifer uh, Lopez one, the comedy. Um, well, domestically, it's made 26 million, and it only cost. Um, I think it was 16. 16 million. million so, yeah. yeah, it's made money. It's made yeah, money. Back. It's made money. Yeah. So I'll watch that when it comes out on demand. I totally will watch yeah. it on demand. I, I totally won't catch totally. it at the theater. Uh-uh. But I mean, look at Sandra Bullock's and Bird Box. If 45 million Netflix accounts streamed that's, that movie and maybe there are even two or three, four people watching. Yeah. Which is kind of translate that to a box office. What would it well, be? No, but what you said, which was really kind of cool, was that people are experiencing things at the same time. Well, Bird these, Box. And, and with that Bandersnatch. 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 Yeah. Kind of, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is because you know? people saw that movie. Like I watched it right away, and they they said, but everyone did kind of yeah, watch it right away, like did. in the first ten days, mm-hmm. right? Because people had time. Maybe there's some time, and it's something to do. Like, and when it's accessible at home, Lori, yes, that changes the dynamic a lot. Yeah, I watched I, with the kids last night. I call them the kids, the newlyweds. Last night we watched Rosemary's Baby. Oh, oh, really? Just another family. Well, you know what? That movie holds up for well, scary. What was in the Dakota, wasn't it? Tell me its yes, relationship it, the, to the book we're reading, uh, The Dakota Winters. The, ex, the Bramford is really a pseudonym for the Dakota, and they use the exterior of the real Dakota for the beginning. In New York oh, oh, yeah. City where John Lennon was killed. Yeah, and mm. then they used a set or whatever. But I for, I've forgotten that Mia Farrow is very naked in that movie. Oh, yeah. 
And mm-hmm. it was it scared us. Mm-hmm. Her naked or just the movie in no. general? <laughs> okay, the movie, the in, movie general. in general. Okay, yeah, yeah witches, all of them. But I, a, I, a young Charles Grodin, you know, yes, plays Doctor I loved and him. I know. I I was like, who is that guy? I and then love the credits him. Come up, yes. it's Charles Grodin. Yeah. He's a great character actor. But that movie held up. Like I think the original Stepford Wives holds up. Same author too. I think isn't Ira Levine? Didn't he write both of those? I don't know. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, that's another 70s movie that kind of holds up and that creepy music. Oh, the music. The music alone. Ruth Gordon is so terrific and so is Mia Farrow in it. Ruth Gordon is in Rosemary's She plays the nosy neighbor. I might have to watch that someday. I haven't seen, I just never even watched him back then. Yeah. You know, I just, no. Well, when are you going to watch Bird Box? I don't know. Well, tonight I have to do something really exciting. Which is? I'm going to put in a new disposal. Yourself? Yourself? Well, my son's going to hold it up or I'm going to hold it and he's going to do the screws. Oh. I took, I did a YouTube video because my disposal only. Casey swears by the YouTube videos. I'm telling you. stuff like this. And it's just humming. So I did everything. I unhooked the water pipes. I've done everything. I've turned it off. I look for power switch. So now I'm just going to go and buy one. Okay. And put it up. I don't think it looks like hard work. Uh, Well, time will tell. No, I need someone to hold it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, right. It's going to be heavy to lift into the car to get it. I think I've had to hold that for Casey. I held it for Casey because when I got my new sink and counter last year, I held it up because he just used my old one. Yeah. But the frame is all in there, so I think I'm going to be able to do it. Yeah. But really, learning how to do things you don't want to do is really... Right up there. Well, you just gave us a whole pep talk about learning new things in the And it is. And I'm, you know, and it needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. It needs to be done. If anyone's looking for a bookstore to buy, Common uh, Good Books, Garrison Killers Bookstore is for sale, and it's right on Snelling and Grand Avenue in St. Paul. He's not the leaving book? the Twin Cities. He wants us to know. Oh, it's the largest bookstore, independent bookstore in St. Paul, and he confirmed that he and his wife are um, selling it. He's hoping someone will take over the bookstore who has time to devote to it. Yeah, Amazon is slowly taking over the world, but it's fun to resist, even the losing cause. He said um, he spent much of his last year laying low, mm-hmm. but uh, he's performed some sold out shows at Crooners. He right now is working on, he's 76. Yeah. And he's working on a memoir and a musical. Okay, good. Yeah. So he's not leaving. All right. He's not leaving the area, people. All All right. right. Um, Good luck with that disposal tonight. Oh, gosh. Well. Let us know. Yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow. I will let you know. I will. I hope, I think we can do it. You can. I think we can. I know we can. Night, everybody. Job done. Off you go.